Why are football managers like Jose Mourinho and Sir Alex Ferguson paid huge sums of money to give talks to business schools and Fortune 500 companies across the world? What do they know about business? There are major comparisons between football leadership and business leadership, and we discuss this on the show. This is two mates talking about something we all love, football. Just like you and your mates sat in the front room, at the stadium, in the pub, or with a bit of sunshine in a beer garden, we discuss all current topics. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree. But to quote the famous words of Bill Shankly, some people think football is a matter of life and death. I assure you, it's much more serious than that. So sit back and enjoy two mates talking football leadership. All right, everybody, you've heard the introduction. It's me and my mate talking about the comparisons with football leadership and business leadership. Ash, you want to say hello to everyone? Hello, how's it going? It's been a while. It has been a while. We're meant to be doing this each week and we haven't done it for at least a month. So we've got to apologise to the audience. I think we need to apologise, but not the same way that, um, that they've dealt with it with the Europa Super League, eh? Exactly. Like, when we wanted to do this a few weeks ago, it was just when the Super League was was announced. But I think, you know, it's good that we've been able to have a few weeks to kind of digest all the information. Because if we would have gone live with that podcast as it happened on that day, we would have been like, oh, this is happening, it's mad, it's mad, and nothing's happened. You know, a lot of hot air was blown. They obviously didn't understand the temperature of um, of the fans and what people want. And um, it's just been quashed, really, isn't it? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think when I think when it first broke out, the Super League happened, I was like, oh, this is the end of football. The more and more I divulge into it, the more I get into it, I understand the fans' frustration because I'm one of the fans. I don't want to see change and everything else but everyone's missing the point right and I don't know if they're not reading it or they're not or they're not educating themselves on it UEFA in 2024 have completely changed the UEFA Champions League format it's now going to be what they call a Swiss model where all the teams the top teams are playing another four games against rubbish and that is the whole point the Super League wanted to make it more glamorous and everything else. Now, I don't agree with the Super League, but I see where they're coming from. UEFA are a problem. Okay, like Jurgen Klopp said, they never consulted me about the changes, you know, and everyone's all on about the Super League and blaming all the... UEFA are a massive problem in football. The same as FIFA are a massive problem in football. That's why we've got a stupid World Cup in the middle of winter in our winter, just to accommodate them. I think I think there's going to be a lot more stuff happening. Do I, I'm a Man United fan. Do I like the way the Glazers behave? Absolutely not. They're terrible owners, but we've known this for 15 years. Nothing's changed. Everyone's talking about the two billion they took out of the club. Correct. Nothing's changed. But when Ferguson was there, they had a manager who could buy the right players and win stuff but they've never found that formula because we spent over a billion pound on players. But we haven't done anything fantastic because the managers have been rubbish or the players have been rubbish. So I think that just makes the whole problem a lot bigger. Um, But yeah, you know, what can you say? No more Super League for now. 
Well, you know, it's interesting, right? When it comes, if you compare this with like business leadership, for example, you know, can you imagine you going out to your team and kind of giving them this sort of information? It's just completely against anything that anyone believes in, anyone wants. And it's just like, do you even know what's going on in your company? Do you even know what's going on in your business? How can you come to us with this? Like, we, exactly. we're not on board with this at all. Exactly. We're not on board with it at all. But let's let's be honest and talk about business, yeah? I walk into a room, I manage 20 people. Right, guys, we just signed a contract. You're all going to get a pay rise, 100 grand a week. Do you think any of them are going to argue? No, but then it's your clients. So your clients are the fans. And they've been sold this idea of, I think what one of the guys came out and said, you know, we're not into our team playing Stoke, for example. I think one of the yeah. owners come out and said that or something. It's just like, well, that's what it's all about. It's about giving that team that chance to get that glory. You know, nobody yeah, wants to play. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with it. Yeah. Nobody I wants to play Stoke on a windy night, you know, but that sometimes they win. But, but, but people are co confused. They were never leaving the Premier League. They were never leaving the Premier League. It was UEFA is the problem. You know, UEFA are the ones causing the aggravation. By 2024, you're going to have a completely new format. At the end of the day, it's called the Champions League. Yeah? It's called the Champions League. But yet, crappy teams like Tottenham, no offence, trying to get in the Champions League, not winning the league. When Man United won it in 99, it was only the top two teams that went in. And also, next year, you've got another UEFA Cup, the Confederations Conference Cup, or whatever they call it, which is going to be a load more teams of, of whatever. A bit like when they got rid of the Cup Winners' Cup about, I don't know, what, 10, 15 years ago? I just think they're... I just think UEFA are a serious problem with what they're doing and they're not making the competition glamorous it's all about you know? money it's all about money it's all about money on both fronts the, the owners for the Super League and UEFA for money you know UEFA are going to get a load more money by making Real Madrid Liverpool United Barcelona pay an extra four games a year another four games a year why yeah, why do I they mean, have look, to play another four games a year but when, when you say it's only about the you know, this isn't about the Premier League, it's about this your new Super League. Well, that's the start of it, though, isn't it? Once they get that, then they start to affect. And they say, oh, well, maybe we'll do a Super Premier League, you know, where we only have the top, the top 10 teams and we play each other. No, that's a very good point. And, and yeah, but unfortunately, football is now more of a business than, than football, in a way, because it's all based around business. Everything is a business transaction the sponsors, the fans going to the stadium, the, the TV rights. You, you know, you've got Amazon showing premiership football now, you know, buying image rights galore. I, I, you know, I think, I think football needs a reality check. And, and, you know, changing the format of the premiership where the top four get in the Champions League, that's why Arsenal, and I could be wrong, have under Wenger become less competitive because they knew you get in the Champions League you get that money. By winning the league, they might only actually get, get an extra 5, 10 million. It's not a lot. But as long as they're in the Champions League every year, they guarantee that, you know, that amount of money. And it made the league less competitive because they didn't really care about winning the league. They were quite happy finishing fourth. 
Yeah, it was kind of acceptable because of the whole stadium issue, wasn't it? And he said it was it was um, a mir- not a miracle, but you know, it's an amazing thing for us to get top four because of what it what it gives, like you just said, with all that money. But um, what I find interesting is when you look at all of these billionaire owners and you compare them. City, sorry, um, United. The, the owners don't really give a, give a grand, give a damn. Um, yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal, they don't give a damn. But then when you look at Chelsea, for example, and I know that you know the rumor is that Abramovich was flying over the stadium and he saw it and he thought I'll have that. But his idea is that he wants to win, and City's idea is that they want to win, and they will do whatever it takes to win. And when you've got owners like that, which, yes, they want money, but, like, the love and the passion of winning cups and trophies is more important than anything else. You know, those are the types of owners that you want. They're not just throwing money into a pit. Like, they're businessmen as well. But they will make those efforts to finish top of the league. Like, you know, they'll sack managers when they need to as well, as we know. And that's fantastic. But I remember listening to Simon Jordan once. Man City and Chelsea don't... They're not organic. And, and if you know what I mean by that, they're not organic with their money, how they made it. I mean, Chelsea along the way have become more organic now because they don't spend more than what they can, you know, afford because, you know, Roman Abramovich is buying the, the players or whatever. But, you know, th- they weren't organic. And that's why financial fair play come in. But hold on a minute. Financial fair play comes in, yet you've got a team like PSG spending $227 million on one player. 160 million on another player. You know, when Man City come in, financial fair... Man City were meant to be kicked out of the Champions League up until, what, six months ago? Then all of a sudden, they're in the Champions League. Football is beyond corrupt at the minute. It is beyond ridiculous. You know, funny enough, they're kicked out of the Champions League, yet they're in the Champions League final. Yeah, It's amazing. I know, because the trouble is, you know, they blame... What one gets blamed, then they say, well, you can't really blame me because you're doing something similar as well. They're all crooks. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's move on from that because, you know, the Super League, I think it's going to be about for a little bit longer, but there's nothing more we can say, really. Um, I just thought it was funny. I saw a Noel Gallagher video yesterday. Yeah, and he was talking about you know like this Super League isn't that bad and you know it's not that bad and the fans would get this and get this and he says the one thing that's really annoyed me though is what are Tottenham doing in there? Yeah, that's what I, I just thought. I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, brilliant. How's Daniel Levy managed to get into that nuts? Absolutely nuts. But um, that's the reason why we normally be doing this on a Wednesday, but we changed it to a Thursday is because there was a big game last night. Big, big game. On Tuesday, Manchester City qualified for the Champions League final for the first time ever. And last night, Chelsea had a 2-0 victory against Real Madrid to go to the Champions League final for the third time. Third time. It's going to be in Istanbul. What are your thoughts? Unbelievable. I mean, if you would have said to me, Chelsea are going to be in the Champions League final, you would have laughed your head off. But And I thought about who have they played that's decent. To be fair, they've knocked out Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid. And I actually had Atletico Madrid this year to do very well. So 
the fact that they've beaten two top, top teams is unbelievable. You know, Chelsea have done amazing to get there, but I do feel this is City's year. City, the way they played against PSG, the running, the constant pressure on the ball, it was like City from two years ago. They never gave up. Every block was celebrated. They looked formidable, absolutely formidable. They'll, they'll wrap up the league early. They'll rest some players. And I can't see... Look, Chelsea have got a chance, but I can't see Chelsea doing it. I really can't. In a final, anything can happen, can't it? I mean, we, we just turned them over in the FA Cup semis. Um, I don't know. I really, really liked Tuchel's uh, commentary yesterday on the game, like afterwards. And he was just like, you know... He said, I just loved the players because even when we went 1-0 up, we were still searching for the goal. We didn't sit back. We went at them. We made sure that Real Madrid would not let us move back. We were moving forward with it. And can we get punished by City for that? Definitely. But the game plan he had in this semi-final, the FA Cup, City were kind of nowhere to be seen with it. And I know you can't judge 90 minutes of football like for everything, but if that's the sort of game plan he's going to have, then there's a good chance. There's a good chance for Yeah, us. there's a good chance, but he made a lot of changes at that game and it didn't pay off for Guardiola. Let's be honest about it. Yeah. My, my sneaky feeling, as much as I want Chelsea to win, okay, is that Aguero is going to get the winner. Yeah, like 10 years ago when they won the league. Now, do you know yeah. what? That's a fairy tale ending, but I, I'll tell you what, it's, it's going to be an interesting final, but it's massive, you know, like, you know, Man City, Chelsea winning the Champions League. Like, Man City, yeah, but Chelsea to be in the finals, unreal. If you think of the teams that, you know, got knocked out, you know, I mean, PSG done everyone a favour. They knocked out Barcelona and Bayern Munich. For me, Bayern Munich, you know, they should have retained it this year. Um, but unfortunately, when they play PSG, when you don't have Lewandowski and Gnabry, you've got big problems because they are that good. Yeah. So what, what's interesting, I don't know if you know this, but Chelsea have reached three finals in the Champions League and they've reached yeah. three finals by sacking a manager halfway through the season. Yeah. So we all know about Di Matteo, but before that, we had, um, I think it was Avram Grant that took over. Yeah, yeah. And he ended, yeah, we ended up losing. We ended up losing because of that. But this time round, too cool. He's taken over. He's going to do a Di Matteo. He's going to do an FA Cup and Champions League. He could do. He could, he could do, do very well. But my question to you is, does Frank Lampard deserve any of the plaudits? Honestly? No. Yeah. No, I don't see why. Because he got given a load of money. He spent it. Last year, he'd done well. Everyone said Chelsea overachieved, uh, underachieved, overachieved. Whatever. He had a great team last year. The only player they missed was Hazard. Tuchel has come in and taken a team, you know, and the best thing Tuchel's done is stop them conceding goals. He has turned them into a formidable defence. And if you think about that, all under Lampard, all they were doing was conceding left, right and centre. You know, does Lampard deserve credit? Not really, no, because... He had the chance to do it and he didn't. And Tuchel's come in and made miraculous changes and they're in the Champions League final. They would never, ever, under Lampard, have got to a Champions League final. It's, it's 
it's going to be a story, a fairy tale, isn't it? I mean, it's just nuts. But um, who have we got? We've got Leicester in the final of the FA Cup. That'll be pretty tough. They're, they're, they deserve a cup, really. They deserve some sort of trophy over the last few years since winning the Premier League. But yeah. Guardiola, Tuchel, if you had to pick one to be your manager, who's it going to be? Guardiola. Tell me why. Because I've... Um, because I've followed him for years. And... Um, his brand of football and the it's just incredible the only person that's come close to that brand of football is, is Jurgen Klopp like he makes footballers better as you know I know they're good footballers anyway but he makes them onto the next level you've got to look at his what he's won in his career and I know he's been to all the big clubs and all that but you know, if we got him a Man United and, yeah, we spent a load of money, we'd be winning things. You know, he is that good. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just hope he has an off night on May 29th. On May 29th. I mean, you know you know they can win the league against us on the weekend. That's a little dress rehearsal, isn't it? Yeah. I can't believe they called the Liverpool United game off just because they could have won the league that day. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, what what do you think of that, the fans going into the stadium? Uh, look, fans are really fed up and all that. But the problem is, I mean, this can get onto it. This can get deep. If like, I don't want to go deep in it. But I love Gary Neville, but he's almost inciting hate. And the problem is, when you get 800 protesters and when there's emotions involved, and we are human beings. Emotions take over. People do stupid things. Hence why a copper got injured. You know, it's all well and good having protests, but making peaceful, you know. But at the end of the day, if everyone just sat down and thought about it, how can we hurt the Blazers? It's very simple. Don't go to the football games. Don't renew your season tickets. And don't buy any merchandise. Simple. Yeah. You don't need to go, storm the stadium, say a load of stuff with the owners halfway across the world that don't give a crap. And, 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 you know, an innocent police officer with a family has been hurt out of this. For what? For doing his job. Because some stupid little boy or whatever slashed his face and threw a bottle at him. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous, in fairness. We'll have to see what happens. We'll have to see what happens. But um, I appreciate the passion. I appreciate the excitement in you. But over the last few podcasts we've done... I've asked you to kind of give me your top four and it just seems to be changing every single week. So give me your top four in order. What, right now for the pre for the Champions League? For the, yeah, for the top four of the Premier League. Well, listen, my top two never changed. It's going to be City, United, Leicester, Chelsea. Interesting. There's four games Leicester left and I can't see... I can't see Chelsea and Leicester screwing it up now. But we've got some tough... We've got City on the weekend. Yeah, they'll probably rest a few players. Uh, who, what? Do you think City... No, because if City win, they win the league. If City well, win that game, they win the league. Yeah, they're going to win the league anyway. Yeah, but they want to do it at Chelsea, one of their competitors, don't they? 
I know, but it, I don't know. It depends. Listen, it could be a board draw. Neither team want to lose. Well, we're, I think we're six points. I think we're six points. No, three points ahead of West Ham at the moment. <laughs> yeah, look, West Ham and Liverpool are your biggest competitors. I don't know why Tottenham are talking. Like, I know they're a few points behind, but for, the problem is when you get to this stage of the season and you're like five, six points, you think it's not a lot, but there's only four games left. So you're relying on Chelsea on Chelsea to, and Leicester to lose another two, three games. And I can't see it. We've got a tough front. I think we've got Leicester on the last game, actually. We've got Leicester as well. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, you need to look at it and think who, who's got each other. Yeah, no, there's tough games coming up. Um, but I, I don't know. Listen, look, I think if West Ham would have won against Newcastle, I think they'd be right in the mix. But Chelsea look strong now. They look strong enough. They've got a big enough squad to get to get full spot nailed on. That stupid game against West Brom was just like completely out of the blue. Mental. Yeah. That doesn't concede yeah. a goal when he concedes five against West Brom. I know, it's mental. That's the Premier League for you. That's the Premier League. That's the Premier League. So, Fulham are going down now, aren't they? That's done. I think. Fulham are done. Yeah. Um, Newcastle I think, oh, I think the, bottom three, the bottom three are done. I don't, I, don't, I don't see anyone getting out of it now. All right, so you've got Chelsea for the final, yeah? I'll take your word on that. Done. Yeah, all right, Bella. We'll see about that. <laughs> all <laughs> right, Ash. Let's Quality. keep this going. Let's keep this going. We'll be back next week, audience. Thank you very much for tuning in. As I like to say, you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. So get your comments in, get your thoughts in. I'm going to put some posts out on Instagram, two mates talking football, and let's hear your thoughts and your opinion on what's been going on this last week or so. But Ash, thanks a lot again, and I will see you soon. Take care. Nice one. Thanks for tuning into the show, guys. This is a weekly podcast where me and my mate are having a chat about things that happen in the week of football and the comparisons with business leadership and football leadership. That's what we're looking to discuss. It should have the feeling of you when you sat around with your mates having a chat about the game and breaking the whole thing down. There's some controversy. There's some people that have different opinions. Write in, comment. Let's hear your thoughts on the game. Let's hear your thoughts on our opinions. But give it a thumbs up. Give it a share. Let's get these subscribers up so everyone can enjoy Two Mates Talking Football Leadership.